Whether your business is small or large, your ambitions for it are always big. And at Santander, so are ours. That's why we've been awarded Business Bank of the Year for four years running. Because no matter what size your business, we have dedicated local business relationship managers who'll help you along the way. So with us in your corner, the sky's the limit. Visit santanderbusiness.co.uk to find out more. Here to help your business prosper. Santander. Business Money Facts Award 2015 to 2018. Well, hello there, and welcome to the AFA podcast, the official podcast of animationforadults.com. I am Chris, and I am joined by Dan. Hello, Dan. Hi, Chris. How is it going? It's going great. It's lovely to speak to you again. Of course. Always a pleasure. And <laughs> Rachel. Hello, Rachel. Hey, Chris. What's up, everybody? Not much. Just chatting about some cartoons or the podcast. Hi, Rachel. It's hey. good to speak to you again as well, too. Yes, likewise. Likewise. This is it's I, exciting. I, I knew that she was there already. Ah, okay. Sorry to spoil the effect. Don't Spoilers. The magic. Man, you're spoiling it. It's the magic of podcasts. Magic of audio editing. Mm. <laughs> so, oh, well. so this week we are going to be talking in a little while about some films that we were able to see thanks to the Fantasia Festival in Montreal, Canada. Uh, even though none of us are in Montreal, Canada, or really anywhere near it. But I mean, I'm, I'm kind of close, but it, just, I, it would take several hours drive north. Mm. It, yeah, it's, it's just we nowhere near. Yeah. <laughs> it's the magic of, of the internet age. We were able to watch some of those films by the generosity of the people at Montreal uh, Fantasia. Yes, uh, sincere, very sincere thank you. But before that, we are going to talk about a couple of other animation news stories that have occurred since the last time we recorded. And the first we want to talk about is a, well, it's several stories all coming out of a convention that took place, which would be Otacon in Washington, D.C. now. No longer which makes, makes me very sad because it means I can't go anymore. I have to. I have to. I had to take a pass on that this year. Normally, I'm. I, I try to go. I try to go to Otakon regularly because it was a very fun, you know, fun event to go to. Um, but unfortunately, it being in Washington means that it's a very, even more expensive trip than it already was. So unfortunately, I had to take a pass on it. But it is. It is kind of interesting to see some of these, you know, news stories come out after the fact. And I will actually, will still be making it to a convention uh, this year. Uh, that will be Colossal Con. That'll be happening sometime in, well, by, probably by the time this might go out. It might have already occurred, but we'll see. It's a Colossal Con that takes up in the Poconos, which is going to be, I think, in early September. I'm going to try and get to. Uh, but, yeah, it, it was it was kind of hard to see Otakon come and go and me not being there a little bit. But there looks like there's some interesting announcements to come out of it this year, though. Yeah, one of the interesting ones came out was from, I think it was announced at Bright Stuff's panel, um, and that is that they are teaming up with Eleven Arts Anime Studio to bring titles to home video. Obviously, when I say home video, I don't mean VHS, because get over it, that's, that's gone. 
It's, yep, the yep. era is over. I yeah. have seen people kind of in a weird sort of retro way, like people are getting into vinyl now, like yes. collecting VHS yeah. again. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing because vi- the thing about vinyl is people say, oh, it sounds better or whatever, but no one could argue, <clears throat> oh, VHS just oh, it looks so much better. Oh, it's pure nostalgia goggles. It's... Mm-hmm you have to do tracking and rewinding and everything. Mm-hmm. I can see sort of getting nostalgic for the, like the packaging or something like big chunky yeah. boxes or, yeah. or nostalgic for titles that just never came out on DVD or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, the, possibly. but the actual format itself, I find it hard to get too nostalgic for because mm-hmm. we've got it better now. <laughs> yeah. I can definitely understand yeah, nostalgia about like, you know, maybe like, just maybe anime made back at you know made in that time time the mm-hmm. time of VHS would be worth going back is going especially like you said titles that may have never come to the US before because so now, these distributors are savvy businessmen and they bypass VHS and they're going straight to Blu-ray brilliant and, uh, they are the first confirmed titles are Harikasan Here Comes Miss Modern and Laughing Under the Clouds Gaiden uh, both of which are theatrical releases that have been released by Eleven Arts but up until now Eleven Arts haven't had a home deal so I know lots of people are upset that they can't in America they can't buy um, a silent voice mm, um, yeah I, I'm particularly salty about that myself really that's bizarre I want to see it I want to be able to watch it at home since I, I unfortunately missed out on the um, when it was being screened here but Mm-hmm. I have looked all over and I have not been able to find a way to view it legally, which has made me very sad. Up until now, Eleven Arts have been theatrical distribution only, and obviously this is their their chance to move into um, home format. But they, like you said, they haven't announced a Silent Voice or Machia yet, um, and it's. I guess it's. Um, like a rights issue thing, they probably at first didn't necessarily acquire home video rights because they don't have a home video operation. Mm-hmm. Um, Makes sense. But I've heard, I've sort of heard on the grapevine that people have said to them about a silent voice and they've sort of said something along the lines of, we're trying to do what we can. So okay. they might be going back to the distributors and say, you know, trying to see if they can get the, get the rights, which you would have thought, they would be able to. Yeah, well, if if if, if they're, they're very at the very least they're making the attempt, then then I say best of luck, chaps, and yeah, you know, I, I I eagerly anticipate both Machia and uh, A Silent Voice, uh, you know, potentially being released in the U.S. because I would very much pay, you know, the uh, you know whatever is required to have both of those films in my collection because I've heard great things about. A silent voice um and i already really enjoy machia so like I, I'm, I'm ready just let us know when the release date is or if you can get a release date and i'll be i'll be i'll be first in line okay this isn't actually coming out of otakon but segue wise it might be a good idea to include at this point the fact that machia has been announced that there is an english dub uh, has been produced. Yes, and they're getting and, more screenings. Yes, and it is returning to US cinemas in September. That's fantastic. That, I'm really super happy about that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and the dub is uh, produced by um, I think I think it's produced by NYA. Oh, is it NYA Post? The same people who've done um, a bunch of G Kids dubs for them. Okay. Um, uh, they did uh, like your na- and they did your name as well, I think, and mm-hmm. they did a silent voice. Uh, and they're the company that's owned or by um, Stephanie Shea and Michael Sinterklaas. Mm-hmm. That's how you say it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that that dub is also going to be uh, released in the UK on Blu-ray and DVD, but um, hasn't been screened theatrically in the UK. But if you're in America, you're going to get a chance to see it on the big screen with the dub in September. Mm-hmm. And I do, I have to make a small comment regarding the cast, because I, I do recognize a few names uh, being listed out here. I see a lot of people from Sword Art Online, or previous credits on Sword Art Online dub, um, are here. And um, I also want to give a shout out to Mike Pollock, the uh, awesome Dr. Eggman, the Hedgehog dude. I'm so good job getting on that cast list. <laughs> the original Dr. Eggman. Well, no, not, yeah, he's the he's been the gentleman who's been uh, voicing him for I think his was first originally cast in like this when the Sonic X anime aired. But he's been he basically found a way to just like constantly be playing the character in the games as well. And he's. He's just got a wonderful sense of humor and a real, like, kind of just, he, in really, in, you can tell he is an actor that really enjoys playing this character. So I just, whenever I see him in a cast list, you know, even playing different characters, I'm like, yay. I imagine he's playing the king, right? He is. He is playing uh, the, uh, okay, the Zante king. So he's going to be like, oh, this is terrible. Yeah, that sounds about right. I can't wait. To, like, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm personally excited, even though it's like a bit part. I'm like, I don't care. It's, it's. It's Mike Pollock. I'll no, go. it's a big part. I like it. <laughs> I like it. In, in like, if they ever did like a British dub, like that would definitely be a Brian Blessed. <laughs> oh, I want that now. I want that. Dub. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm just I'm so glad for this film that it's it's gotten enough steam in the US to be released a second time. Yeah. It's such a weird film as well. Mm-hmm. It's great that it's so popular. Yep. September 21st is when it returns to U.S. cinemas with the dub. And uh, if you check out the show notes, you can check out the full cast and also links to where you can find out where the screenings are and uh, get tickets. Very good. Uh, But back to Otakon news. Um, There's a bunch of new license announcements. Uh, First, a bunch from Funimation. Yes. Uh, They've re- they have announced Angel Links, the complete series, Black Clover, Season 1, Part 2, which obviously isn't that big a surprise seeing as they've released Black Clover, Season 1, Part 1. Uh, yep. Yeah, it's just it's basically seasons just coming down the line, or Kino, half of seasons. Kino's Journey, The Beautiful World, which is, a, was it a sequel or a remake of the old... Sequel, like, I believe. It's just, it's still... Well, because Kino's Journey has kind of always been more of like an episodic show. I mm-hmm. never really, at least from what I've seen of it, it's never really had an ongoing plot. It's very self-contained. But this is basically just kind of like continuing the story, or at least continuing Kino's Journey in a more, you know, with with a fresh coat of paint. Star Blazers, Space Battleship Yamato, 2199 Part 2. 
Cowboy Bebop the movie, Knocking on Heaven's Door, is getting a Blu-ray steelbook release. Excellent. Interesting they're calling it Knocking on Heaven's Door at last, because it's never been released under that title in the US or the UK. Actually, when it's on TV, it's called Knocking on Heaven's Door, I noticed. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, when it plays on, like, the sci-fi channel sometimes. Uh, It does that, yeah. That's weird. The Blu-ray copy I've got isn't called that, so... (laughs) Um, real life final arcs OAVs One Piece Collection 23 Jesus Christ it will never end it is, it, One Piece is like this just <laughs> titan of shonen anime that's just going to keep going until the world ends I've just watched Collection 18 so I'm behind <laughs> it's alright it, I think One Piece is still going to be there for you to catch up Chris oh, you're going to be laughed out of the playground Chris <laughs> oh Oh. A Sister's All You Need complete series. That's a title. It is. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, yeah, it's, I guess it's not like a Sister Act sequel. No, it's no. probably not about nuns. No, okay. Blood Blockade Battlefront and Beyond, which always still makes me think of like that, that shop. Is it said Bath and Beyond? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? That sounds like the great, the greatest title for an abridged series for this show. Garrow Vanish- Vanishing Line, Part One. The next one's my favorite. Tales of the Abyss, complete yes! series. And are they dubbing? I I can't believe. I like. Are they dubbing it? Are they doing something? Are they just releasing it on DVD? Because I don't. I think the dub would be excellent. By the way, I, they probably it's Funimation. When do they release things subtitled only? Very rarely. Uh, well, as far as I understood it, because I I remember when this anime first came out, um, they've it's for the longest time never had a dub because I mean, obviously they had the they have the cast from the you know English cast from the actual video game, but for some reason, as far as I've seen this anime, it's never received a dub. So I'm like, okay, Funimation, don't let me down, guys. <laughs> You've got this. <laughs> Yuri Lowenthal, I'm sure, is on speed dial. <laughs> But, um, no, yeah, sorry. Very fond of that show. I'm glad it's getting an official license. Uh, moving on. <laughs> uh, King's Game Complete Series is the final one from Funimation at the moment. And then the other bunch of uh, announcements came from Discotech Media, who are kind of more or less retro specialists, releasing uh, all the, the old anime. Um, there's a lot of current attention in their releases as well. I've actually imported some of the DVDs just because these extras have been so lovingly put together. Mm. Oh, they they do love discotech. They do great stuff. They've um, they like when they release like really old school anime. They often like seek out like obscure dubs and things and make sure they put mm-hmm. them on there and stuff. Yeah, they 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 release like Castle Cagliostro with like three dubs. I think. Yeah, that's like that's got to be the definitive version because I want that one because I want to see the one, I want David Hater. Yeah, I want the David yeah. Hater one. Because <laughs> the Blu-ray one I've got is the it's got the crap old dub on it, and it's like no, I want the I want the David Hater one. Is that the one that's on Netflix as well? Yes. Yeah. I want yeah. Solid Snake. Yeah. Solid Snake is looping. That nothing can get more awesome than that. <laughs> yeah, and they've they've run, released lots of Lupin, and they are releasing some more in the. Form of another movie, uh, Lupin the Third: Blood Steel of the Eternal Mermaid. 
That's Ooh. a title. Indeed. They're releasing the uh, classic 90s OAV series, Giant Robo. Oh, yes. I Blu-ray. saw the poster for that. That looks cool. Area 88, uh, which is an old, I think that's about pilots. Um, I think yeah, it's about. Lots of, tons of OVAs here. Yeah. Um, okay. Kimigure Orange Road. Is that how you say it? I hope so. Um, I think so. Which is an old 80s rom-com sort of in around the same era as sort of rum mm. and things like that. TV series, um, OVAs and movies all in one package? I think they're releasing it over several. Oh, okay, there's, gotcha. There's lots of it. Um, Galaxy Express 999 or 999 or 39 or however you say it, um, <laughs> which would be the Leji, oh, Leji Matsumoto. How, I can't remember his, his, his full name. Yeah, Leji Matsumoto. Okay. Okay. I was right first time, pretty much. <laughs> um, and this is a title I didn't expect to be mentioned in like two podcasts in a row, but they are also releasing Bobo, 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 Bobo. Oh, brilliant. Bo, wow. Bobo. Okay. The, the, the guy who hits people with his nostril has. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that one. That which, one. Which <laughs> randomly we mentioned in the last episode, I think, when we were talking about um, the, like, the jump. Shonen yeah, jump the Shonen Jump stuff. Yeah, there in the in the gaming podcast, um, Psycho Warrior Govarian, which is apparently a seventies Gonagai TV series. Space, oh right, yeah. Space Warrior Baldios, Voltage Five, and God Mars. And I think God Mars might be a Gonagai thing as well. Okay. Because they're releasing a bunch of Gonagai stuff after everyone is suddenly getting more interested in this stuff because of uh, Devil Man. Mm-hmm. That's which, cool. which they have just this week the Devilman old OAVs have come out on Blu-ray in the US via Discotech okay. complete with a classic old dub wow Discotech are really busy mm. it seems so yep I say classic <laughs> <laughs> old yeah so yeah that is all the news out of Oticon and I will throw this out because, like I said, I, I don't, when that one title went by, that one show title went by, I wasn't very excited. But I will say this in tying back to that video game podcast. So I encourage everyone else to go listen to that if you haven't already. Um, I am very, you know, that doesn't matter even if it's a show I'm not fond of. As long as we have more characters to punch Light Yagami in the face, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care where they come from. Hang on, I'm, I'm a bit lost. What happened? There is a um, a shonen battle video game thing where basically you have protagonists and villains from all these different shonen properties all in one fighting video game. It looks like a um, I'm not sure if it's a one on one fighter or if it's just like a brawler kind of uh, scenario. But I remember when we saw the first trailer announcement for it um, at E3, or like it was early. I think it was earlier than E3 when they had like they were starting to show off some of the characters, like, of course, Naruto, Goku, and um, Naruto, Goku, and Luffy were all front and center. Uh, yeah, the fighting post- ones. The, po- the poster boys. And then, randomly, at the like the last two seconds of the trailer, there's Light Yagami and Ryuk, and I'm like, oh no, oh no, oh no, I might need actually need to get this now, just so I could, you know, for my, just put, put like, whatever, like, the, you know, make Light Yagami the computer character, and just pick whatever You're- character. <laughs> your curiosity. I remember I had a Shonen Jump game on the DS. Uh-huh. 
that was I have it never I don't think it ever came out in the US or UK. Hmm. But it was a fighting game, so essentially it didn't matter. Yeah, I, I remember seeing those. The old there was two D sort of brawling yeah. games with all the different characters. It's basically Smash Brothers, but yeah. yeah. Like but and I remember Light Yagami was a character on that. And oh, he just... and it was literally just like a guy in a school uniform stood in the middle of a battlefield. Just writing, just writing. writing. <laughs> yeah, and like the, the wind blew and it sort of like blew his blazer up a little bit. <sighs> Rippled. That was, that was his... He needs to look fabulous in any, like, whatever format he finds himself in and that frustrates me so much. That's why I'm just like, please... I don't know if I could call Light fabulous in the Netflix movie. No, certainly not. But I will just like, as I, I told Chris, and I'll read it for you, Dan, like, I'm really hoping that even though he might probably just be another character to have, if there is an actual like story, because fighting games have been doing that a lot recently. Yeah. If they have a canon story, please make make Light Yagami the villain, so I can have a trifecta of punching of Goku, Luffy, and Naruto all punching Light in the face. That would make me so happy. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's that side thing. But I'm, I apologize for sidetracking us because I it happens. Um. <laughs> So, any other bits of news that we felt like um, that we wanted to talk about before we move on to movies? Uh, there is a upcoming animation festival in uh, over in Europe in oh, yeah. the uh, in the town of Baden in Switzerland, and this is called the Fantoche International Animation Film Festival, and it's taking place this year between September fourth and 9th. Okay, and there is. Lots of interesting animation events taking place there. They are having, uh, it's like a competition, as you get with most festivals. Um, they're screening 73 shorts. 22 of them are from Switzerland. They have got a focus on Latvian animation, which I have to say I don't know anything about, um, <laughs> apart from it's from Latvia and it's animation. Um They've got a focus on erotic themed animation called Document Sexy. <laughs> That's, I, I mean, at least it's straightforward. Which is mainly a selection of shorts, but also they're screening Belladonna of Sadness. Mm. And that's all cur- curated by an artist, uh, by Eliska Decker. I don't know that if I'm saying that. Sounds about right. right. That sounds about right, but I could be wrong. They're also screening 21 features. Including the breadwinner, your name, Mutafukas, aka MFKZ. Is that what they're yes. calling it in America? Yeah. Uh, I think so. Big Fish in Begonia, Captain Morton and the Spider Queen, which is a a stop motion feature that I think is a Irish and Estonian co production or something. That sounds mm-hmm. incredible. Uh, Isle of Dogs, which is also getting a like a making of. Uh, presentation with some of the uh, animators and artists in Ooh. in attendance yeah so 21 animated features in total some of them are quite a lot of them are swiss premieres um some of them are, are ones that have been screened around quite a lot but still it's a good chance to see them on the big screen if you're in that part of the world mm-hmm and there's also going to be like an industry day and a new Swiss industry night. And if you want to see the full program, you will find the, the uh, link in the show notes. 
Very good. It looks a pretty cool event. Yeah, I have to say that's a like I said, it's a great line of films, and it's just yeah, it looks like it'll be a great time. It's always I always enjoy these kind of looks at the festivals that kind of also you know they prioritize it between you know having something that really you know something you wouldn't normally show off in terms of animation, but also like all these big films as well as you know of course the workshops and exhibitions. <clears throat> Losing my voice, sorry guys. Um, so people who are interested in the industry can you know learn firsthand from the people who are who are actually you know in the trenches so that is awesome you know but then also for the people the contest who are going to be submitting films for contests best of luck Mm -hmm. yeah we i think we reported on this festival last year as well uh it wasn't something i'd heard of before but it's this is the 16th year so it's a a well-established event and it's good to see animation festivals taking place everywhere yep Okay, so uh, as we said, we were very lucky to be able to watch a selection of animated films that screened an Infantasia film festival in Montreal. In I believe it ran from uh, it was from July till August mainly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite it runs for quite a while, and it's one of the biggest uh, genre film festivals in the world. They show a lot of like horror, sci-fi, and everything. And they've got quite a um, quite a lineup in animation. And mm-hmm. luckily, even if you're not able to go there, you are able to see lots of the films through screeners. And that is what happened. Uh, so we were able to watch several of them. Uh, well, Rachel and I were. Uh, Dan, unfortunately, <laughs> didn't have the time. And we didn't quite get to watch everything, uh, any of us we so. tried to get through everything but it was still it was still a bit to get through in considering our schedule but we were able a lot of the big ones we were able to see um uh my, one of which we had already seen by the time we were given permission to watch this uh machia when the promised flower blooms was one of the films that was on this list and we'd already reviewed that uh and had a chance to talk about it thanks to 11 arts so we were basically you know, had this second opportunity to watch it and i still enjoy it <laughs> so if you want to have a more full discussion on that particular film, I would direct you to the uh, full episode that we, we all, all of us recorded for it. So, and it's a very pretty film. Yes, very pretty. <laughs> that has not changed. That, that was my main takeaway from that film. It's very pretty. Uh, <laughs> it is very pretty. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so uh, there was a film called Penguin Highway that we, we wanted to watch, but um, we had a bit of an issue with the link. Uh, but we might still be able to talk about it in future. Um, there, it looks interesting. I know it's getting a release in from Anime Limited in the UK at some point, and uh, it is. There was a there's the possibility of it getting a US release soon as well. Um, mm-hmm. I won't say any more than that because um, it's it's one of these things where something's sort of been leaked. Uh, oh, <laughs> so I, I, I don't want it by mistake. And I don't want to say anything in case it was not right. Um, it is a rumor. As of right mm-hmm. now, it is a rumor. Um, I think, and that's the, it's the debut feature from a, a particular studio. I'm not sure. Oh, I think it's, it's Studio Colorido or Colorado. What have they done? <laughs> um, I only really know that they've done shorts and ads, actually. Did they do um like the McDonald's or something advert? Very possibly, yeah. 
that was I, quite famous. I'm quite in, I'm quite looking forward to watching it when I get round to it, um, mm-hmm. when I can get hold of the thing because <laughs> I've been like following the director's work since he was a student. He made an amazing student film uh, mm. called Oh my goodness. It was just like about a girl who was being asked out by a boy. And she, mm. and then the she runs like she she's so um what's the word? Like nervous and taken aback and scared of the whole thing. She runs away. But she like her running away is like this unbelievably exaggerated it's almost like a Roger Rabbit short like running down a massive hill away from this boy. Mm -hmm. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, so I'm really interested. It's basically just fun and colourful. And that's what Penguin Highway looks like. It's got penguins in it, so I think it looks great. There we go. And they can bloody fly. (gasps) That's pretty cool. It's any type of penguins. It's flying penguins. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Wait, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of I'm trying to remember, I think I might have seen something from the studio before this I'm just, I'm racking my brain because I, I literally, I was looking at some of the listings here and I see this really cute image of I think it's probably a short film of a little girl on a chair on a running chair, and I'm like, where have I seen that before, and I, I, there's something uh, Oh, I think that's all the one that I'm talking about I might be remembering that entirely wrong <sighs> Hold they on a second. They wouldn't have been included in like Animated Expo, would they? Any of these? I think one of them was, yeah. So that might be somewhere where we might have seen their stuff before. Yes, oh, the gosh. one you're the one you're talking about, Rach, I think it was called Billboard Memories and it was like a okay. short film. Alright, gotcha. Because I I I, I, I swear yeah. I saw that when I was um We'll get to one when we get to the the, the latter portion of our water cooler. But there was one anime in particular on Amazon Prime that I was uh, I took an opportunity to watch, and I swear I saw that it, like before the anime would start. You know, they were listing the credits. I saw that a tiny clip of the using that character from that short film. I'm like, wait, is this the same studio? Like, and I'm looking at it, but I don't see it. So I'm like, like maybe I'm just not. <laughs> I, I'm getting it. I'm getting my things mixed up. <laughs> Okay, but the very first film we were able to watch, both of us, mm-hmm. was was a film by the name of Fireworks. Yes, indeed. That is known as Fireworks for short, because mm-hmm. the full title is something ridiculous, like Fireworks. Are they round or or flat? Yeah, when are they round or flat? <laughs> when you see them from the side or something, it's literally something that's. <laughs> Um, not it, 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 it works fine in Japanese, but when you translate it in English, it looks ridiculous. Um, it really is. Um, and it, it yeah, it, it always sounds poncy when you have a title that's too long in English. And it's um, I apparently it is adapted from like a TV movie from the nineties or something. Oh, okay. Which is. But it's a it's a teenage romancy thing, um, and uh, the kind of the twisty thing on it. Um, there's you start off with a like there's two friends and they both like the same girl, that old mm-hmm. chestnut, mm-hmm. 
um it's like oh who's who's she gonna like or whatever yeah it's like one of those love triangle things but then they have this um sort of supernaturally twisty thing where at some point uh he's he like goes what would happen if like a what if situation so and it sort of goes in sliding doors if you've seen that old movie um sort of way where it goes uh this would happen if she'd said yes or or if i'd said yes to this this would happen yeah Um, it was a weird twist on like the um the idea of like i guess i got a lot of um uh the girl up through time vibes mm -hmm. with the function of the 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 kind of time travel-y-ish thing that you see in here um because for one both of the de- quote-unquote devices for the time travel are both round little orbs um they're found by the person by, by the person of interest in the film uh and yeah it was, but it, interestingly the diff- big difference was it wasn't just you sh- the person in question did not have to repeat the whole day they just had to repeat up to a certain point to like a key moment where it's like oh i wish such and such had happened and then the thing gets going and then it takes him back to the particular point of time which that event did occur and it changes in his favor. Yes. Which is interesting. <laughs> I, I, oh, the title kind of makes sense now. Fireworks, should we see it from the side or the bottom? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. like a frozen moment in time viewed from different angles. Yeah, that's the idea. That's the, the, the kind of premise okay. around the, the fact that he just... The idea is that we have these two characters who um, only get to spend one last night together, one last evening together, because later that day, um, or even the following day, the girl, uh, the female protagonist, um, make sure I'm pronouncing her name correctly, is that Nazu, Nazuna? It was her name? Yeah, that sounds about uh, right. Yeah, Nazuna. She is moving away with her mother and her recently, I believe her third, no, technically, yes, yeah, third husband and uh she doesn't want to leave she really just wants to spend you know you know spend you know one more night and in the town before she before she leaves or even just not move at all and she just kind of wants to run away and she tries to find someone to run away with and uh she depending on how things go it's either one guy or the other guy oh so this is a story about grown-ups not high schoolers no No, it is high schoolers Okay. Both the people in question are high schoolers. But the okay. um, she's being taken away by her mother, who's getting remarried. Is the oh, idea. her mother's getting remarried. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. So the idea is that they only have one more, you know, one more night to either run away or to uh, just spend together before she moves. So it's oh, sweet. Yeah, it, it, it's it's sweet. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> and I was very happy to see the uh, the people in question were actually people that I'm very um, I'm, I was I love their work. Um, Akiyuki Shimbo being one of them is the chief director, and then uh, Nobuyuki Takeuchi, who I believe has Ghibli credits um, all across. Oh, the yeah, the name sounds familiar. Um, Shimbo, yeah, he's like um, like a. TV veteran, right? He is. Um, I believe, and I, I've i long admi- since admired his work back from, um, I think the first time I became familiar with his work was um, in, he directed episodes of one of my favorite shonen series of all time, Yu Hakusho, and I think primarily all the episodes that I continue to rewatch to this day were the episodes he's worked on. 
So, oh, wow. Yeah, and, and yeah, I know he's gone on to do a bunch of different things, a lot of magical girl shows, as well as, um, I think, um, what was that? Um, what, 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 was that? what was that show? There, there are so many different OVAs that I can't even name. And, of course, I think one of the other big ones, like, series he's worked on um, that really got popular was uh, Puella Magia Madoka Magica. Mm-hmm. That was the, another big one. Um, Metal Fighter oh. Miku. He's done a bunch of stuff. Yeah, he also um, worked on March Comes In Like a Lion. I believe so. I think that's maybe and one of the more recent things. Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei. Yep. That was great. Yeah, he has a very distinct cool. visual style, and I, have, I admire his work a lot. And you do see that here. And I, I am very fond of kind of like, you know, to see Shinbo's, to have seen Shinbo's style evolve over the years and, you know, see where it's come to in this film. And it's really, I like what he does visually with fireworks in terms of certain, like, shots that he'll, he'll opt to do. Like, I really love the sequence where um, you have the two main male characters all, like, you know, the Nazuna pits them to swim against each other to see who will finish first, and whoever finishes first is the person that she takes, you know, she decides to con into this run-away-with-me scheme to get away from her mother. Um, Though, I was really, I want to say, that being said... Like I said, the animation is very nice, and I do, and I did enjoy that to a degree. I can't say I appreciated the story very much, unfortunately, at least the way how it was executed. Because, um, like I said, it's it's a very sweet idea, but I was kind of let down by the ending, how it decided to end. It's just, I maybe I just didn't understand it or what they were trying to go for, but it's just. It, it kind of experience left me very disappointed, which I didn't. And I really wish I, I, I don't want to say that because, like I said, I like Akio Shimbo's work across the board. I appreciate that we have some Ghibli talent on here because it definitely shows. But I, I can't bring myself. At least maybe I might need to see it again. But just I can't bring myself to really enjoy this film. Yeah, I, I, I definitely get the impression I enjoyed it more than you did. Um, uh-huh. It is a very... I, it is definitely a very beautiful, beautifully made film. It is, mm-hmm. The animation is lovely. And yeah, it I won't just, contest that at all. It just, it just looks and sounds and everything great. It's like, and it does... It's sort of... I thought it did quite a good job at sort of, like, creating the atmosphere of sort of, like, summers in your teenage years. Like... yeah. Like you know, last day of school type thing. Yeah. Um, uh, I thought it it managed to do that quite well. Um, I w- would say that I think the characters are pretty shallow. There's not really much to this. That's probably where um, what was my hang up. <laughs> and particularly like the girls, it's just like she's just a pretty girl who who's a bit quirky and can sing and stuff. And it's like there isn't. Randomly. A song sequence where she's in an idol dress, and I'm just like, okay, I wonder if Akiyuki Shibo just wanted to have this so he could have a transformation sequence in it, but who knows. Um, <laughs> I just, yeah, I really did not like our protagonist or her when she was very selfish, and I mean, not, but yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't like her, Nazuna, I really did not like her, and I can't say that I liked um, our other main protagonist, the one who we follow, that follows her most story through the time. Um, let me make sure I've got his character name in front of me. Uh, Norimichi. 
he just was also kind of like a generic guy character. The only one of the three characters that we kind of follow throughout these, you know, different time travel was actually the the quote unquote best friend character, Yusuke. He seemed like the funniest character here. <laughs> like, why isn't this movie about him? He seems fun. Yeah, there's there's not a whole lot to it, to be honest. And like like you say, the bit with the the random idol singing is pretty obvious like hey let's get this song that we've got to promote in here yeah <laughs> and yeah. i think they did push it in japan and it was a big hit and everything um but you know if if you're it's definitely the animation quality yeah it's worth seeing for the animation so if you're an animation fan if like me you're a fan of both uh no- uh, Nobuyuki Te- Teuchi or um, Akiyuki Shimbo, who both direct, who co-directed this movie together. By all means, go and you know, take an opportunity to watch the film for sure because it's worth seeing these these this nice setup for shots and, and bits of animation that are really nice. Like that there were a couple sequences where um, Nazuna, when she was getting um, through some of the quote unquote non ha- actually happened like the, some of the failed time travels. Um, there were some really nice long shots of like, like say when she's trying to break away from her mother and get away when she's being dragged off to, you know, to the car to leave. Um, those, I mean, they're like, I was impressed by the, you know, the time in which they held the shots and how nice the animation looked in terms of her like distress of leaving. But just like I said, again, it's the story. I was hoping for a little bit more like, I guess cliche is the word I'm looking for here. I was looking mm-hmm. for less anime cliches in this to happen, but I saw they were all over the place and I was kind of left disappointed by that. And even then the ending, the ending of the film is incredibly ambiguous. Like they drop a hint that this particular item that allows uh, these kind of do-overs is deadly and that it's never followed up on because we kind of just left our left hanging that all of a sudden, you know, we, you know, obviously the girl is no longer there, but then uh, Norimichi is also not in school the next day. And it's like, okay, did they actually run off together? Which would be again, immature and shallow and B or B did someone is someone drowned in an ocean somewhere. Like, that's the kind of the feeling I was left hanging with at the end of the film. And I'm like, how the hell is that supposed to be uplifting? This was supposed to be an uplifting, you know, end of summer, young love kind of theme. Why are you just going to drop that bomb on me? I'm not sure I got that from that. I don't know. I, perhaps, I misun- the best. perhaps I misunderstood the ending. I don't know. I Yeah, it's, it's kind of fluff, really. It's just like, it's you know, teenage summer romance type I thing think. with with very pretty animation. Um that we I think it's great that we are living through this era of just really high end anime theatrical productions. Like Yeah. We're just getting like month after month there's another one that just looks really great. And the fact that, you know, some of them are just gonna be disposable and move on to the next one that's yeah. fine they're not all they're not all gonna be classics no and I, I would say this one's just a really good nice feature just in terms of looking at you know the kind of work that these creators can do but don't 
don't in, don't expect to get sucked into the story too much be, if you're looking for something deeper because you're not going to find it. I have heard like some viewers complained about saying it was really sort of male gazy. Um, kind of was. Yeah. Kind of was. That's... I'm being honest. I I kind of had to roll my eyes at a few shots. Like, okay, I get it. <laughs> She's a pretty girl. Let's move on. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's like I said, I guess cliche in terms of like cliche and fluff seem to be like the the things that I would use to classify the story for this film because it falls into both categories like oh, we need to have a song sequence because other anime films have a song sequence here or we need to have a fan service shot because anime films always have fan service shots. So, if that doesn't if that doesn't appeal to you then maybe give it a pass if you just want to see the animation quality or you respect both creators then i'd say check it out but yeah that's that's as much as you're going to get out of me for this film because it's like i wanted to like it i really did but didn't do it for me i i have to say that i when i talk about the fireworks thing because it's it's in the plot there there's a bunch of boys all asking hey a fireworks round or flat when you watch look at them from the side and i'm like i don't follow what do you mean why is that a question i don't understand what do you mean why is that such a burning question that we need answered because it's and then it changes depending on what how many times he goes back like oh the fireworks are flat in this round or they're Mm. circular in this round they look really weird yeah, that's that, that. kind of the discerning factor. Of like, oh, he's still not got. He hasn't gotten the right moment yet, so he keeps going back. Yeah, that was something where I kind of felt this is something I don't really get. But yeah, hey, it, so maybe someone out there gets it somewhere, and if you do, good on you. <laughs> so one other one that I I think I watched all of, and I think you might watch a bit of, mm-hmm. uh, was a. It's not actually a film. It's actually a, a series, but it was it was screened as a as as a single feature, mm-hmm. um, and it was called Crisis Jung or Crisis ah, Young. Yes. Um, it is produced by a French studio called Bobby Pills. Um, mm-hmm. Oh. Is a, apparently available via an app, at least in the US, called Black Pills. I. I tried to see if I could find the app, and I don't think you can get it over here. So. You can, actually. Can you? Yeah, they launched... Um, oh, they just, just launched recently, is it? Yeah, they launched like in the last like three months, I think. They have a few shows which they just make that are only available through the streaming platform. Mm. Um, they have another animated series, actually. Uh, about like bugs in the city that looked pretty good. Hmm. Um. Oh, that's that's cool that they've made a movie already. Well, it's 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 lots of different episodes. It's even got like the credits in between. So it. It's oh no! Like, it's got like eleven minute episode type things. Can you skip the intro at least? Well, you you could you could do it just by fast forwarding in the the screener. <laughs> yeah. It would be quite annoying if you were actually in the cinema, I think, and watching the the uh, credits. <laughs> yeah, um, I think if they... That's yeah. pretty lazy. <laughs> and it's it's also episodic, so it would be... Um, I, and I, I think it 
maybe it works better if you're watching like one at a time rather than sitting through and watching the whole 70 minutes yeah um, i would say this works much better as a series than an actual film because in terms of the structure i could not see this as a real movie i tried to but i think trying to view it as a film instead of a tv show was actually to its detriment mm-hmm. so it's kind of like it starts off actually i think the animation at the beginning is like doing a direct reference to the wind rises because it looks like the the hill at the beginning of the wind rises and you've got yeah. this, this happy couple and everything and this this our main character who's good young or young um and his his girlfriend the beautiful maria and then everything goes wrong Every, yep. she, she gets uh fridged as you might say um horribly mm-hmm. and it's um and then we're it's sort of story yeah and we are then sort of basically following him in sort of a post-apocalyptic this sounds intriguing like mad max meets he-man yes meets, yes meets, meets um uh like the old french comics like um an animation heavy metal i think is yeah. a bit of an influence that, that uh, i would i would say that yeah for sure that's a great actually cross between <laughs> his and um he-man and uh Oh my gosh! Yeah, that that all that all rings true for me when I'm thinking back on watching this. And he's like a big muscly guy wandering the desert looking for revenge against um, little Jesus, who's the big bad guy. Okay, the... so the whole thing's a bit of a piss take. Oh, it's definitely a piss take. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. It does uh, not take itself seriously. And basically, it like in in the subtitles that we watch it, it it it's obviously petit Jesus in French, because it's in French, I should say, um, and it's English subtitle, but um, I've, in, like, synopsis and everything, it calls him Little Jesus, but it doesn't really yeah. matter. Um, no. And he's, like, a giant, disgusting, big thing, who, see, he, like, literally, it's, like, it's really incredible, this is the problem with watching it in one, it's incredibly formulaic, like, each episode is a, like, Monster of the Week. Yeah, Baby Jesus, not Baby Jesus, that's uh, no, uh, that's not yeah no a little pity jesus uh basically literally craps out a bad guy each time that goes and okay. takes on um takes on uh jung and there's a really weird thing with gender in this in that like um there's no after, after the beginning there doesn't seem to be any women uh there's um there's this one bit where there's like, there's, oh, I'm just remembering about this. Um, there's <laughs> these horrible people with chainsaws for where their um, bits would be. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're they're like they're tormenting someone, and you're spo- the way the camera angle thing is. You're supposed to think, oh, it's this lady being brutalized or whatever, and then <sighs> and then like the cam then. The twist is, oh, actually, wait, no, wait, it's a man. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of very effeminate-looking gentlemen in this in this series. Well, this I'm calling it a series, I'm not calling it a movie. It's really weird because they refer to this character as a woman, but it look they look like a man, but they're also voiced by a woman, and it's very confusing. And it's like I'm not sure if they're trying to say something or if they just think that's funny or what. I don't know. It is really hard to tell exactly how much of this is tongue-in-cheek and how much of it is 
taking itself seriously. I personally took it, it took this as just kind of like someone just wanted to have a fun time making a really out there story and not have it anyone take it seriously, you know, just being really out there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if that's the case, then I say they succeeded with fine colors because I never took any of it seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't don't think it's supposed to be taken seriously, but I was like, I'm not sure at times I was like, I don't know. What if are I you should... trying to say, Crisis Young? We feel like these things are always a tightrope walk. I've not seen the film in question. Mm. Yeah, but mm. I'm thinking like of things like, I mean, I guess Rick and Morty, mm. um, South Park, even things like um, Panty Stocking, yeah, mm-hmm. which are delightfully juvenile, but actually kind of clever in their own way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it sounds like the tightrope walk is at what point. Do you spill over into? Oh no, this is actually just a bit juvenile. <laughs> There's no yeah. point. Which sometimes is also perfectly valid as well. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, I I like things like that as well if they're entertaining enough. But and I will I will give it this in terms of you know even though it doesn't this type of stuff doesn't appeal to me I will give them credit where credit is due. They went you know for a lack of a better phrase balls to the wall mm. you know out there, juvenile, like, really ridiculous. I'm like, okay, so if this is someone's, you know, cup of tea, then I'm sure someone out there is really going to have a great time with this. And if that's the case, I'd say recommend it wholeheartedly. But just, like, this was yeah. not something that would appeal to me. It seems like that's on brand for Black Pills as well. Uh, mm. It seems like all of their shows are pretty much like that, where they are proving they can make something which can't be on TV and is shocking and mm. pushing boundaries of taste that way. It's which... def- Sorry. It, it, I, there was something about it that I, I, you know, sometimes just when things are that audacious, you like, you know, I have to give it props for that. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. That's, yeah. That's why I mentioned panty socking yeah. because I can't wholeheartedly say it's, well, no, I really like it, so I can say yeah. it's good. But yeah. <laughs> you know, there are some parts which are just bonkers, and you can't really justify it other than it's delightful in its, its own way. Bonkers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I will. The um, I know you didn't make it all the way through, Rachel, but the end is quite is quite a thing. When I actually, actually did happened. watch the end. Oh you, oh, you did watch the end? Yeah. yeah, I did. I did somehow manage to make it all the way there. You um, just weren't quite with it. Yeah. No, and I will admit, I probably was with it less on the ending than you were, but I will still say, like, hey, yeah, the ending was a thing. Okay. It, it, it happened. So oh, what was this movie called? Crisis Jung. Crisis Jung. Yeah, and Jung. so I I think probably if you get the, the Black Pills app now, you can probably watch it. Uh, I don't know if they're releasing it weekly or whatever, um, but it would. It's like one of these things you could you could give it a shot, and if if it appeals to you, then you might want to watch more. Um, but probably don't binge it because I think it's not really. I don't think it's worth binging. At least you know maybe just, at least it depends. Like again, it depends on your taste. Mm. I think you definitely have to craft something for the intended runtime. Mm-hmm. I remember like a tutor of ours at university saying oh you guys going to Annecy great well enjoy the short but I'll tell you now you can watch 
70 minutes of the best shorts in the world. But after 70 minutes, even if you're watching the best shorts, you're going to start to flag because they weren't built to be watched like that. Yeah, and I can tell this was definitely not built to be watched as it was presented, which is unfortunate. Yeah, actually, one thing that was, uh, was Big Bad Fox and other tales, which I might mention later, but... Yeah, because it's vignettes, isn't it? Separate. Yeah, 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 but it was purposely uh, structured that way. Yeah, but that's deliberate, whereas... Yeah. This This is... I know Blink was entirely deliberate. I mean, obviously, they put it all together to to put the world premiere as as a feature, but it's just... It's It's a good way to self-promote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not not self, you know, but to promote their, you know, their themselves. Mm-hmm. Definitely a thing. Right, yeah. So I think Crisis Jung that's covered. <laughs> yeah, I think we, we've 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 talked about it. It's like if they like said to your taste, check it out. Not to your taste, then probably could pass. Okay, the next one I think you started to watch, and you decided it wasn't for you, and I. What's still through anyway, um, mm-hmm. and that is Ar- Aragne, sign of a million, I believe is how you say it. Uh, yeah, and I just have one question, Aragne, what are you? It what is, are you? This was a, this world had its world premiere at Fantasia. It's directed by a a fella called Sako Sakamoto, uh, mm-hmm. who. Apparently did some CG stuff on uh, Ghost in the Shell 2 Innocence, among other things. Um, but I didn't realise this when I was watching it, but it's apparently almost a a solo-made film. He animated it himself, directed it, edited. Um, Wrote the theme tune, sang theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's one of the things he didn't do, I think, the music. But he did do most of the stuff himself. And uh, he didn't do the voices. Uh, he did get other people in. Uh, which is why there's, like, a part of me that doesn't want to... You know, I want I want to respect the fact that someone's done something single-handedly. But... Mm-hmm. Sometimes it, that's not good. <laughs> but it's, it, was, it was a hard watch. <laughs> um, yeah, and from what I watch, I mean, there is the... I mean... Personally, I, I always have trouble with anything that's tied to the horror genre because I'm uh, not a fan. I, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, see more so I can actually, you know, enjoy more fun, you know, if I find something that unexpectedly speaks to me. And I thought, you know what, I might as well give this a shot, even though it's not my genre of taste. Though I had to draw a line with, okay, well, this is a horror, t- horror movie. What type of horror movie is it? Well, psychological. Okay, I can handle that. It's got lots of bugs in it, and my, I, at that point, I had to pull a Lego Batman and go, no, 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 no. I'm out. I, I can't do it. I'm sorry. It's got a weird visual thing where it's, it's got lots of like 3D CG and characters who are sort of 2D-ish in it, but they're they're really sort of um. There's not much detail on the characters or anything. It's all and it's all sort of jerky animation and everything, um, and it. And it's also not finished. This this is the weird thing. I'm I was gonna say I'm not gonna give my opinion on this film because it's not finished and I don't 
it's not fair for me to judge something that isn't finished. Yeah. And it said like work in progress, but then I looked up some other reviews and people were like suggesting, oh, it's got this stylistic quirk where it suddenly switches to like animatic style or um, storyboards or whatever in the middle of an action scene. So I'm like, is it finished or is that a a um, stylistic thing? And it's like, yeah, sorry, go ahead, finish. If it's a stylistic <laughs> thing, I don't think it works, personally. Because, oh. like, oh, here's a big action sequence. Oh, no, I'm going to go into animatic because I can't be bothered to actually finish it. Like again, I, I go back to my earlier question when we started talking about this film. What are you? This sounds bonkers. Because yeah, it right? is. So yeah. the only time I can think of where anything like that has ever happened was it was absolutely, absolutely unprecedented at the time. Um, for the New York Film Festival. You might remember in 19, I want to say 91, I think. Hmm. They actually, or no, it might be 1990. Uh, anyway, in the 90s, when Beauty and the Beast premiered at the mm-hmm. New York Film Festival, they actually screened it in um, a black and white. I think like 40% of the film was coloured. Oh. And the rest was like a pencil test with animatics. Oh, right. Um, and it's like a really sought after, uh, like collector's item, basically. Like you can, um, one of our tutors had it at university. Like you can actually get hold of like a VHS of it. Um, but yeah, it seems like. I don't understand anyone other than Disney really doing that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Because, I mean, again, this, like, I guess I just, I just want a confirmation. Like, is this just, like, is it really a work in progress? Or is it really because the, the workload of trying to make this film on, on his own became too much and he just wanted to submit it as it was, hoping that it would take? It's, it's hard to tell, like, without asking, actually asking the director himself director editor writer himself like what okay what were you trying to make here but i can't now at least for not from what i've looked into it hasn't been defined so like i said i'm gonna keep asking the question all right Nate, what are you i really kind of want to know but i at the same time i don't because bugs and ick <laughs> it looks like it was part funded with kickstarter yes it was i discovered that as well um so I am sort of, you know, I don't want to condemn it too much. No, me neither. Because, you know, fair play to someone basically making a film like a theatrical release almost single-handedly. But I have also seen films that are produced almost single-handedly that are finished. Um, <laughs> and so things like, um, like the... Uh, the stop motion samurai movie Path, Path of Blood by a, a guy in Austin called Eric Power, who's really cool. That mm-hmm. was really, really well done. Um, that was Makoto Shinkai started yeah. off. Yeah, exactly. In the same way. So it's it feels like, although you don't want to criticize it, like you don't want to let them off just because. <laughs> um, 
But at the same time, if it isn't finished, then obviously I would... I don't really want to watch the finished version, to be honest, but... <laughs> did, you, did you see... Did you actually get an understanding of what was happening? Because I can tell you, at least with the first half hour that I was able to stick with it, I had no idea what was going on other than a lot of scary imagery and a girl trying to move into an apartment complex, but that's pretty much it. It's a while since I've watched it, to be honest, but it's more or less just, you know, slasher thing with some Japanese... Uh, no wonder I didn't like it, because it's a slasher film. Sort of history, don't, don't, like, I don't know, sort of, it's got, um, like, a bit of Jeff these mythical sort of backstory type thing I think mm-hmm. but... <laughs> I, f- I found I found a review written by Kim Newman yes the, uh, yeah yeah the, yeah in, in, Ariadne includes many moments which look like that on purpose perhaps to convey the worldview of a protagonist who is as unsure about what she's seeing as audiences are likely to be what <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Maybe, so- Maybe the curtains are just red. Yeah. So Maybe. this, this is, that that is what I looked up our reviews, and that's what made me think. Oh, maybe it is actually finished because I was like, I was ready to say, <laughs> "Hey, I'm just going to put my hands up. It's not finished. I won't. I'm not going to judge a film that's not finished. It's not mm-hmm. fair." Yeah. But if that is the finished version, then I ah. Oh. Yeah, then <laughs> the only time recently, the judgment comes full force. I've seen something unfinished, and that being the point, is there is a sketch on uh, Pop Team Epic mm-hmm. oh. that purposely used animatics, and the animatic came to life and basically complained about being unfinished. <laughs> <laughs> Which was delightful, really. You see, that's funny. This, I have again, no. Yeah, okay. I've, I've asked that question too many times at this point, but it's like, it, it, the question still hangs in the air. No, I haven't even got to the last one I watched yet, which was the one that just I watched, and it's called Violence Voyager. Um, yeah. It's made by somebody by the name of Yujicha. They've just got a single name, it's like a like a you know a, an alias, I would assume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Cher. Yeah. But not like Cher. But not like Cher. No. Um, this is, and this again is almost like single-handedly made apparently um, by this by this fella. Um, well, actually, I don't even know. It's like, oh, it's, no, it's got to be a man. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I can't what made imagine. you go back on that idea? I, I can't imagine a woman would have made this film. Um, oh. It's a... <laughs> most interesting thing about it is it's not really animated um it's kind of like paper puppetry yeah that's the look at the, the idea i get with the, with the image that came with the film it looks it's very it's got a distinct look i'll put it that way that, that does not look like traditional hand-drawn animation it's got like just like uh like drawn pa- paper pa- characters like moved on backgrounds and everything Mm-hmm. Um, and at first, I was I was intrigued. Like, okay, this is the way it's like. It's just like like these characters like moving around and voices voiceover everything. And you've got this you've got this little story about these these little kids in in a Japanese rural area. And there's a, one of the kids is American, 
um, and a, Jap- a Japanese friend, and they're going they're going exploring in 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 the wilderness, and they're off on their bikes, mm-hmm. and uh, they're <laughs> one of them's got a cat that's that's got like a the the American's cat has got like a really weird name. I can't remember it. I wish I could remember it. It's it's a human name. Okay. It? Which is always funny. Uh, yeah. but it's, I think it's got like a full human name. Like, oh, hello, Clive Davis or something like that. <laughs> though I assume, though everything you've said sounds like, oh, this sounds charming. But then you have to remember the title is Violence Voyager. So uh, mm-hmm. where does this all go wrong? So they, they go into the, uh, go they go off exploring and they discover what seems like an abandoned theme park. But it's not abandoned, and there's like a there's like a, a just like one bloke there, just like waiting for for anyone to show up randomly, and uh, they go go into this theme park and they um they get an introductory video and it's like saying oh yeah there are these aliens that you have to shoot with your your special gun and they give them like a special like it's like a water pistol basically yeah and they say oh and it's got special water to blow up the aliens and you're just thinking oh yeah this is just a fun sort of quirky thing but Uh basically you might have gathered that the um the theme park has a dark secret and it's actually a a trap to abduct children and um basically i could not recommend this to anyone because it gets (laughs) It gets so grotesque. It's got some of the most horrible like imagery stuff I've ever seen. I had a strong reaction to it, like a sort of I don't blame you. Mor- moral reaction. Like I try not to like judge. You know, I wouldn't like say, oh, if people enjoy a certain thing, that makes them sick or whatever or whatever. Or people create a certain thing, and I wouldn't like necessarily suggest that to something about a character. But I did, you know kind of think how is this okay <laughs> oh okay yeah. it's just because the trailer looks delightful it does it starts off that way and it gets foul and unpleasant and mm-hmm. I, I did not want to it's also it. It, yeah it's worth noting that it's like it's it says that it's using a thing called gekimation mm-hmm. which i guess is just saying it's not animated it's like you said it's like a puppet show like yeah. a like a um, like a like a shadow puppet theater thing, but it it looks kind of yeah, it's quite realistically rendered. Mm-hmm. It's actually quite skillfully made, I think. But yeah, I'm intrigued now to watch it because I quite like the look of it. But I'm also wary now because of what you said. But it looks like a lot of fun. Well, it- well, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's. I I would. Find I'll say this much. Yeah. No, sorry, sorry, Chris. I would just find it very hard to recommend to anybody ever because it just goes it, so extreme. It's like I mm. don't think I've ever seen anything quite like that in a. In like. Oh shit! Okay, it does but, strike me as something which would probably work better as a short. Yeah. Yeah, not a feature. I can't imagine. Yeah, enduring it for an hour. Mm. It's more than that. <laughs> <laughs> but bless your soul for getting through it. 
I always say, it turned out the cat was all right, which is good. Good, good. As long as the cat makes it out. <laughs> you don't think it is, but then he, he survives. Wow. Is he like the only survivor? <laughs> no. Your mileage may vary, but at least for some, you know, for, for your two cents, and even I think, like, I, I'm more, I'm always, I'm creeped out really easily, so this does not sound like this would be a good, I, I could tell just from, I mean, not so much from the style, mm. how it looks, but just the title, and the fact that it had kids on the front, I'm like, I got a bad feeling about this, so I just, I'm like, mm, I might pass on this one. I was... It looks... Okay, I've not seen it, so I'm not defending it from any point of view other than just having seen the trailer, but it looks inventive. Yeah, I, I mean, it, sure it is. Stylistically. I, I, you know, I was, I was at, with it up to a point. I was like, oh, that's kind of like, there's like, uh, when they first get to the theme park, there's like a, a bit where they're, because the setup is like, oh, there's these, you know, like people dressed up as, robots or whatever that's supposed to be aliens and you're supposed to shoot them with your water pistols or whatever and the way it was sort of presented presenting an action scene basically in Mm -hmm. that in that and that we say animation style but you know puppetry style or whatever that was kind of interesting and it was i you know i was in i was interested to see how it worked and it was it was novel i will give it that and i was like oh i'm kind of kind of enjoying it up to a certain point but then it just got so dark and bleak and horrible and violent violent and unpleasant and uh you know i'm pretty i've i've pretty hardy yeah i've watched a lot of yeah i you know i've watched a lot of animated horror stuff and i've watched you know i've watched Lots of zombie movies and stuff. I'm fine with that kind of thing, like not realistic gore type thing, just mm-hmm. ridiculousness. But I, it, I think I, I, I know what you're talking about. There's, a, there's, a, there's a difference between being nasty in a delightful way, like yeah. The Evil Dead. Yeah, and then, and then that's, there's that's, that's nothing like real life or anything. I yeah, and then there's actually being kind of mean spirited and tasteless. Yeah, and when it's involving children, like really young children and everything, it's just no. There's there's a certain line you don't cross, I think, in in horror, and at least sometimes you cross it. If at least with if you're if you're trying to make a point or if you're trying to say something. yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking about. Like I'm thinking about like but uh, funny games or something where. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Would you, do you think, Chris, from your point of view, did you think they crossed a... You, was there anything really to be said about the violence that took place, or was it all... Did it seem just pointless? I I think they were just doing it because they think it's fun or whatever, and, and they, they like think it's horror. shocking. They think it's shocking, and mm-hmm. I've, you know, I've I, uh, sort of looked around for sort of... A, sort of skimmed around for opinion or whatever, not and saw, you know, people like, oh, yeah, this is great, and uh, it's really shocking and everything. And I guess, you know, they're a gore hound or whatever who would be really into it, but I would, you know, i give a strong advisory to anyone who is, isn't, is like, really, 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 really in, into shocking horror and everything. Yeah, that they you have a strong stomach. 
you probably want to give this a wide berth. Um, mm-hmm. Rachel, never, ever, 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 ever watch it. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I had that gut feeling from the second I looked at it. I'm like, nope, I'm going to move That's on. Definitely not for you, no. <laughs> and I, I feel kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit, I'm a bit, I feel a bit bad though we've, that we've um, not been too positive on several of these films. And it's, I it appreciate, I appreciate getting to watch them. We, yeah, same. And, you know, you're not going to like everything. No, that's the nature of the thing. We're yeah. not required to like anything at all. But we, I think you've all uh, given it, given each film its due and, mm-hmm. you know, watch them seriously enough. Every film deserves That's all it. you can really ask. Mm-hmm. Every film yeah. always deserves its due. And I, to the best of our ability, we want to make sure that if each one that we had, we were given it a chance to see, we wanted to give it such. I just, the only reason, like I said, I passed on Violence Voyager because I just, I had a gut feeling it wasn't, it wasn't the type of film that would have appealed to me. And I feel like I, I would probably better leave someone talking on the hands of probably someone who did understand it better. Because there's a chance that I would see it and it would and it would emotionally upset me to the point where I couldn't talk about it like a rational human being. So. Yeah, I think there's definitely this strange, strange thing about like actually, I guess what you're talking about is being a critic, right? Yeah. Where, to a degree. Where yeah. you where I, you know like on the I just watched the trailer for this and it said it took three years to complete. Mm. That doesn't necessarily mean that there's anything of value. Within, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's that cruel turn of uh, events where it's like, you know, like just because you spent a long time in this doesn't mean to say that there's anything of worse. Yeah. Well, in, again, that's all the eye of the beholder. Again, it, it, okay, someone, yeah, yeah. Someone, someone who might be emotionally scarred by a film, someone else might have, and like, ah, oh, it's it's a silly film. Don't take it seriously. You know. It's, that's the kind of world we live in where, you know, opinions are as varied as fish in the sea or, you know, it's, it's, so again, both Chris and I, even though some of these films haven't been our cup of tea, it's just like, yeah, just, we want to, you know, make sure we try to give each one a shot. And like I said, we, we, we're very appreciative of the, our, the, the contact who reached out to us to give us a chance to see these films. We do, again, appreciate the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I, I did like fireworks, just not, Always Not on a deep level. Yeah. yeah, it was it was fine. I liked yeah. it. Yeah, and uh, Crisis Jung was quite fun in a crazy sort of way. Yeah, so, balls to so, the no. wall, and I, I and I want to genuinely know if if Aragone is a unfinished film. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. need to yeah, I'd love to flick through it and mm. see if I can guess. And if Maki is on here, and we and I enjoyed Maki, the heck out of Maki, so. There's oh, that. Yeah. There's that. Yeah, that was shown there, and we we like that very much. And I would be very interested in checking out Penguin Highway, even though I unfortunately mm-hmm. missed the opportunity to see it. So, um, yeah, who knows? Maybe next year we'll get to see more films from Fantasia, and we'll have we'll be more lucky to find films that are more our our area of <laughs> enjoyment. So I think that will round up our Fantasia chat for today and we will move on over into the water cooler where we talk about film films or TV shows or sometimes games 
that we've been able to watch or obviously play in those mm-hmm. cases. I should go. I should go to Dan first because he hasn't. All right. <laughs> yes. Because uh, he didn't have anything to add much to the Fantasia thing because he hasn't seen it, so it would make more yeah. sense. So Dan, useless, useless. <laughs> no, shit. no, not at all. Busy. Um, Dan, you. I know you've seen at least one interesting thing recently that you wanted to talk about. That's true. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm just flicking through Aragne. Oh, <laughs> it's li- it out. The file which was uploaded is literally called WIP. Yeah. I would say it's an unfinished piece. Okay. Yeah, right. sorry, just wanted to Clarify. give my guess on that. Yeah, um, what have I seen recently? Uh, I mean, I guess I. this is not really a review or anything. Um, I, me and my friend tried to watch uh, Disenchantment mm. on Netflix. Frankly, I struggled to get through. We both struggled to get through the first episode. Mm. Um, we were being very harsh on it, but like seriously, it was on for like twenty minutes, and neither of us really laughed nor really understood mm. what was happening. Okay. Uh, but I need to go back to that because I think I, like I said, like, um, I had a similar reaction. If you watch to... like 20 minutes, then you stop watching it like 10 minutes before the end. I don't know why you wouldn't just <laughs> go through that last 10 minutes. <laughs> to be honest. Because, Chris, we're that hard to please. Apparently so. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, well, to be, you know, in my defense, it was like, I think it was like one o'clock morning we were just like oh this is on let's try it and i think if you'd have been shown us anything we would have been a bit uh, miserable about it so i need to give that another shot um anyway yeah i think you're talking about big bad fox and other tales is that right yes yes you were leading me into that and i yes. walked into the trap That's okay. So, um okay so it was uh I think it was released in France in 2016. Um, or at least 2017. Yeah, or at least then. So it's been a long time coming. I've been looking forward to it for a very long time because uh, the director has like a production blog and they had the same thing actually for Ernest and Celestine in their previous film. Um, mm. And yeah, I've been kind of looking forward to it for ages. Anyway... Uh, I saw it as a dub, which usually with most films, I prefer not to do. Um, but the dub was pretty great. It was a British cast, actually. So I, it would be interesting to see whether G-Kids is using this dub. Yes, they are. Oh, that's very interesting. <laughs> it, was, it was announced via G-Kids originally, the cast before it was announced in the UK, I think. Oh, really? Okay, well, the reason that's so interesting is because it seems like it's not only a dub, it's also somewhat localised. There are lots of um, British colloquialisms going on, Mm -hmm. like calling people like clots and pillocks and things. It's not, they don't, I don't think they do that because it's very much a kid's movie. 
but is that flavorous thing yeah lots of uh oi and all of that sort of it's bill bailey aid edmondson and phil jupiter so the main recognizable voices yeah i love the class uh, for me and they will absolutely nail it it's just a delightful um film which is yeah like you mentioned chris it's sort of three three vignettes and it actually introduces itself as such the film opens on a sort of uh amdram style little theater stage uh upon which the uh the fox uh comes on stage and says well tonight we're we have three plays for you <laughs> and everything is sort of like Muppet style, like a performance. It was meant to be a performance um, of three stories. I think the first two are based on old French folktales, actually. Um, But they're all really entertaining themselves. Basically, the main attraction of the film is the slapstick humour. It's spot on. It's like um, it's as delightful as something like Shaun the Sheep or even like the old Looney Tunes stuff where you probably could watch the uh, the original with no subtitles and still pretty much understand what's happening. That's awesome. Um, it's just really delightful, colourful uh, characters and it's... It's a delight because it's, it's actually, it reminded me the most stylistically of something like Princess Kaguya. Oh, um, really? Where the expression of the drawings, uh, carries a lot of the film. Mm. Um, and everything is very suggestive, uh, visually at least, you know, like, um, when they're shot and their hands are up in the air the hands are like three or four lines and they're sort of filled in uh, with just colour, with no line. And it's, it's, it's absolutely beautiful to look at. But after a while, I stopped worrying about that stuff because it was just so bloody fun and <laughs> funny to watch these sort of 20-minute um, short films, really, uh, that were just beautiful. And it would be tempting to say, oh, this would work better on TV, maybe. But it was such a treat to watch something like that on the big screen because it was so beautiful mm-hmm. um, as well. And just completely um, engrossing and delightful. I think uh, it's a shame it didn't have a bigger release. I really hope it does better maybe once. Uh, you know, the G-Kids release happens because I think anyone who likes to sort of... uh, It seems like an obvious or uh, lazy thing to say, but, like, anyone who likes the Artman style of sense of humour is likely to love this. Oh, yeah. Because it's just very silly and wholesome, and it kind of has the sort of... It treats the farm in the same way like Shaun the Sheep, where it's sort of, it's its own weird little world where there's business uh, occurring between the animals and the hens all behave like 
the hens and chicken run kind of where they're <laughs> you know um uh like self-empowered like mothers with little chicks and things and uh they stand up to the fox they're absolutely having none of his attempts to terrorize them um <laughs> it's yeah i don't know it's i don't want to spoil it too much it's just something i thoroughly thoroughly recommend and i liked it a lot because it was not attempting to be um I mean, we've spoken about this before on the show where and i did actually read a few reviews that kind of treated it unfairly because it wasn't a pixar film essentially mm. there's a strange expectation there's a strange sort of expectation it didn't make me cry exactly yeah it's exactly what i'm talking about where and that's fine it's a farce it's like watching you know that's like complaining that austin powers didn't make you cry that's not its job yeah uh so uh yeah that's all i can really say about it and i hope uh yeah it has uh it finds its audience in the u.s I think it will. I hope it does. I definitely will be going to see it as, if I get the opportunity to, for sure. Yeah, and um, yeah, the, as I, I'll say again, like the dub is just spot on. It's not, it's not slavishly concerned with getting the lip sync right, but once you get over that fact, uh, it's a joy. Good, good. I'm excited. I would, I would like to point people to to. Check out on animationforadults.com our interview with the co-director Patrick Imbert of Big oh, yeah. Box and Other Tales, which was conducted at the London Film Festival last year, which is how long we've been sitting on the um, the review and the uh, the interview of that for waiting for the UK release to come up, which only just came out. <laughs> and it's already gone. Yeah, from and the I'm, looks of it. I was, yeah, I was, it came nowhere near me, and it's so disappointing. It's like, oh, I wanted to see I it. think it did struggle to find its audience, because I think we mentioned this off air, Chris, but mm. it's kind of not flashy enough to attract the Hotel Transylvania crowd, mm. and also not art house enough to interest the snobs who would, you know, the people who would seek out like a Takahata film, perhaps. Mm. Or a Sylvain Chomet film. I think it came out the same time as the UK release of Ant-Man and the Wasp. It did, yeah. And also Hotel Transylvania was still doing pretty good business at that point. And Incredibles 2 as well. Yeah. That came out later here as well. Stiff competition. Yeah, Studio Canal. They also they released the they released the breadwinner on the same day as Solo. I know Solo didn't do that well in the end, but still it's like i gotta say i mean look i know it's 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 beside the point studio can i have always struggled with release strategies around the animated films because they are not primarily an animation distributor Mm -hmm. and that's where unfortunately g kids does make them pale in comparison because they have not only the money but also uh it's their prime their prime operation is, mm-hmm. you know, independent animation essentially. Whereas Studio Canal sort of fit them in where they can. 
Yeah. That being that being said, um, they are also you know releasing some some things later in the year, which uh, seem like they're going to have uh, you know sizable releases, such as Mirai, the new Hosoda movie. That's coming from Anime Limited, which oh by. Right. Okay. That's why. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> who? Who? Obviously, their um, stock and trade is Japanese animation, so they know what they're doing, and they are actually doing a wonderful job at getting anime in cinemas across the UK. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I actually, I've discovered there is actually now a cinema not that far from me that will be showing uh, Mirai, but still oh. probably too far. To actually make it worth me going. <laughs> oh, make the pilgrimage. Mm. Yeah, so I think that's pretty much all I've been, <laughs> I've been watching hey, animated. Uh, it's an awesome thing, and I really I can't wait till it, it, it comes over here to be viewed. I'm I'm super duper excited. I yeah. I I just want to say I also watched Disenchantment, and unlike you, I did make it through not only the first, <laughs> the first episode, episode, but all ten of them because I really liked it. So yeah, <laughs> I know I feel like I have to defend it now. Um, yeah, def- yeah. Go on, Matt Groening really, you know, he's, he's not help. doing. He does. <laughs> no, but hey, it's not just Matt Groening. He it's also co-created by Josh Weinstein, who is responsible for a lot of. The classic Simpsons episode. Yeah, and Gravity Falls. Like, yeah, exactly. And in fact, I would say it sort of becomes Gravity Fallsy, sort of Mm. in a way. It it's got serialized it's there's serialized Uh storytelling, and it sort of it sort of it it's kind of like Gravity Falls in the way it sort of drops a little thing in. It in drops the episodes that then suddenly come back to actually be something important. You think it's like, oh, that's a throwaway gag or whatever, and it becomes important. Mm. And it like it builds up for proper story in the end. And right, yeah. I believe I believe also Matt Groening was quite um, taken by Rick and Morty mm-hmm. as well. I heard that he was kind of just dis- disenchanted, uh, no pun intended, by animation. Mm-hmm. For a while, and then Rick and Morty came out, and he felt completely re-energized by it. Um, and he's been very vocal about being a massive fan of it. So perhaps the mild, serial, uh, the mild um, continuing story in that mm-hmm. influenced him a little bit. Only it becomes a proper, proper continuing story by the end of the se- season. Like, okay, okay, like- I should, I should give it a shot. Like the first, the last three episodes or so are, you know, where it all pays off. And I, I won't say too much more. Um, I'm going to be publishing a review of it on the website. It'll probably be up by the time you read this. And by, this by the time this is out, this episode, my review will be up. So um, you can read my thoughts on it. I will say, though, it's also got a bunch of great British comedians on, on the voice cast as well, including Matt Berry, who was born to do voice acting. Yes, yeah, uh, and I'm so looking forward to him playing Moomin Papa in the new Moomin series. <laughs> is um Rich Fulcher's involved as well, right? Yes, who of is the Mighty Boosh. Mighty Boosh. Apparently, Josh Weinstein says Mighty Boosh is his favourite program of all time. 
So, <laughs> so there's also Noel Fielding in it from the Mighty Boosh and Rich Fulcher, who is actually American, but spent a lot of time in the British comedy scene and is in the Mighty Boosh yeah. and Snuffbox and other British things. Um, yeah, and also all the classic Futurama actors like John DiMaggio doing a sort of blue collar king, which is a lot of fun. Um, and but the new characters are good as well. Uh, Abby, Abby, did you see any this rage? I actually have not seen Disenchantment yet, so I that is a show I have yet to watch, but it is on my it is definitely on my list because I've had a lot of, I've heard a lot of people who are fond of like The Simpsons and Futurama have taken a gander and they enjoyed it, so I'm like, oh well, I also enjoyed Simpsons and Futurama, so I'll give it a go and see if it if it's as enjoyable as they claim or if I'm, if I might have a difficult time watching it like you have, I, I have no idea. I'm, I'm going to wait for, watch that first episode and see how I feel. The, the main I character. Like I was looking at the trailer, I didn't really, I wasn't laughing at every joke. I got that sense, but um, there were a few moments that did make me giggle. The main character is played by Abby Jacobson and it's like the first female lead in a Matt Groening series. And she's pretty cool, the character. Mm. And Abby Jacobson is great. She's a, uh, in series Broad City and co-create Broad City, if you've seen any of that. Uh, Eric Andre, who's also awesome, uh, plays this little demon character called Lucy. Uh, and, and Nat that Fax- was a really cool design. Yeah. And Nat Faxon, who plays Elfo, and one of the best, one of the uh, best bits uh, in the, I don't know if it's in the first episode or something, but there's a, there's like the village of the elves and there's some, some great, or I thought they were great gags with the elf names, which it kind of felt like sort of, uh, some of the the jokes feel like they're the kind of episodes you might get in like um, Treehouse of Horror episodes of The Simpsons or something. Mm, anyway, right. anyway, I like it. Dan hates it. Or Dan couldn't make it through this first episode. Make, <laughs> you, make up your own minds, but I liked it. Um, I also watched... A little movie called the Lego Ninjago movie recently. Ah, uh-huh. yes. Um, How was that? I have to say, at first, I was sort of, I was feeling a little disappointed, thinking, "Yeah, this is no, this is nowhere near as good as either original Lego movie or my preferred Lego movie, which is Lego Batman movie." Yes, um, agreed. It, I was thinking it's definitely a step down from that, and it is. It does. Yeah, it is. It does stay that way, but. In the end, there were moments that, I, that it had its moments. Um, there's basically the best joke in it is something that's in the trailer. Oh no! Oh dear! But I hate it when that happens. But when it happened, it did really make me laugh, and it comes that joke does come back quite a bit, and it is really funny to me, even <laughs> if it's in the trailer. It did. Genuinely, you know, I what joke w- is that? You have to be less cryptic. <laughs> it's the ca- it's the bit with the cat, obviously. Yeah, the fact that the cat is destroy is the thing destroying the. Okay. The city. I gen- had a feeling that would be hilarious when it, ge- it actually it, arrived. It generally, genuinely did make me laugh when it happened. I have to, <laughs> I have to admit, even <laughs> daft as it is, it still made me laugh when it happened. Even though I knew yes. it was coming. 
Um, and even no, it's great. I, I, I noticed there's lots of British critics around the time of the film's release thought that it was like in reference to the episode of um, the goodies. The goodies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I like the movie. I think the thing about it is that it's nowhere near as good as Lego Batman or Lego Movie, mm-hmm. but it's still very good, and that kind of shows you just how good those movies are. Yeah, and, they're just fun. They're fun fil- little films. And sort of, at, although it definitely started off like at a definite disadvantage from the others, basically at a certain point, one of the central things is the main character, who is a ninja, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, yes. Lloyd, or Lloyd, but it's much funnier to call him Lloyd. As his, um, as his, his uh, dad continues yeah. to call him. And his dad is a supervillain. Uh, and oh, there's I, some great stuff with the supervillain. Yeah, being right. unable to run his his evil operations. Yeah, <laughs> and, ba- and basically, when you get the like the father son stuff with him and his his dad, Gormignon, Gormignon, or something. Gormid. Help me out. What's he called? Uh, uh, Gormigon. Gormigon. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, the stuff with Gormagon and uh, and his son and Lloyd is great, and <laughs> the um, the voice cast is pretty good. And um, mm. the guy who plays Gormagon, uh, which I think is Justin Theroux, it's a great performance. So it's you know it's not it's definitely not up there with Lego Batman or Lego Movie, but it it's still fun. And it's got it's, Jackie Chan. It's got a Jackie Chan, and yes. yes. Yeah, and that meant that I enjoyed the um, the live action bit a bit more because it had Jackie Chan in it. So yeah. Oh, that's that's wonderful. Okay, good. So, if you like the others, be prepared that it isn't as good, but it's still it's still got you know it's it's worth a watch if you've got it like on streaming or whatever. It's still charming. It's still yeah that charming silly tone that all three films seem to carry through. I mean, I could tell looking from the trailers at the very least it still had that silly tone so that's at least if they're consistent and yeah and it looks fantastic the animation mm-hmm. is just mm-hmm. as good as the others good so good to yeah hear. yeah so that was the um, oh it was a while back but i also did finally catch up with um uh ferdinand from blue sky oh it's fine. <laughs> I I know that's it's all right. It's okay. It's, that's the um, you know, faintest. Okay. It, 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 it all moves about for the promised runtime. Yeah, it it's, it doesn't. You know, it. I wasn't overly impressed with the animation, particularly. It wasn't that special. There were some nice backgrounds and stuff, uh, but the story's fairly just there. It's pretty standard kid stuff. Um, I will say, though, uh, there was one point where I was thinking, hey, this is surprisingly dark because you've got the whole thing about bullfighters and everything. Oh. And um, I was, it seemed like, oh, wait, no, all these characters have gone up and they're no, never coming back. But in the end, spoilers, they get rescued. So. <laughs> oh, Sorry. my God. <laughs> Sorry. This is not, this is not reality. Uh, well, I, I've seen this much. I was, I'm surprised that it even does that because 
yeah, I saw trailers for it, and I was like, oh, then they can't possibly approach the, the complicated, the complicated, you know, nature of bullfighting, whilst also kind of building this film around another culture. And but it sounds like it does. Well, it, it does. It does. Does what? <laughs> it, um... uh, does it does it talk about just how disgusting bullfighting is as a pastime? Well, it it shows you that the bulls don't want to do it. Uh, okay. Well, some of them do. So they they think it's you know that's basically Ferdinand doesn't want to do it, but the others are like, yeah, I'm going to go and I'm going to beat the Matador and it's going to be great. But um, <laughs> I'll be the first bull to do it. But in the uh, <laughs> oh my in, in the beginning. Ferdinand's dad does go away and not come back. So they do, you know, they don't... Uh, okay. They don't All completely right. um, sugarcoat that. Um, and the other thing is, there's a bunch of hedgehogs in it. There's like three hedgehogs who are like the little mascot characters um, mm-hmm. called Own, Un, Dos, and Catra. And they say, what about Trez? Oh, we don't talk about Trez. Uh, <laughs> That's which a, good a good joke. joke. That's Although, a good joke. That is a good joke. Apart from they do bring, you know, post-credits, there's Trez, basically. Um but one okay. of the hedgehogs is blue, and I'm not sure if that's a fun little reference or if the creators actually think the hedgehogs are blue because they've never seen them. I know Americans don't have pictures. I did appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, so... Th- I, would be, be, I would bet it being a reference. <laughs> it's Yeah, Ferdinand, it's all right. It's quite cute. The animation is... Pretty-ish, uh, um, but <laughs> it really didn't deserve to be nominated for best animated feature in comparison to other things that were out there. Yeah, uh, I will say that. <laughs> but you know, best of luck to Blue Sky. I hope they survive the merger <laughs> acquisition. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. On that note, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> I have been watching and playing quite a quite a lot, so I'm going to try to keep this a short list. Um, Due to a recommendation from a good friend of mine, who is um, I have been I've been sharing access with my um, or we've been uh, taking turns on a streaming service called Verve, which has a bunch of different uh, shows from Crunchyroll and Funimation all in one place, and. She had a turn on it and was like, oh, there's all this cool stuff we can watch. And she's been really into sports anime recently. So I have been watching a great deal of that. Um, I'll just go through a short list here. Uh, Kuroko's Basketball, which I've already heard recommendations of in terms of just being a very fun sports anime in general. And I'm also, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fond of basketball because I played it. I played it in middle school. So I'm like, oh, I can, I, I know how this sport works. Um, so that's been a fun time. It's been silly. It's, it's more of like, um, you're familiar with Inazuma 11 in terms for uh, actual football, in terms of the football that you kick with your feet. Um, the real one. It, yeah, the real one. Uh, it's kind of like that. It can get a little over the top, but you enjoy it for how over the top it is in terms of showing the sport, how it works. Um, so that's a thing. I've also seen, I got started with um, the anime Free, which uh, was about swimming. And very pretty guys swimming, swimming. swimming boys. Yes, yes, swimming boys. That's what that's what the show's about. And to its credit, it's it's both in your face and not in your face about it. So it's like if 
I think it's still relatively enjoyable. And, and the animation is very pretty. Like I Sorry, what's in your face? The the fact that it's it's pretty boys swimming okay. kind of show. And but it's also kind of, you know, they try to explain the sport and like you said, make the actual competition of the sport look really freaking exciting. It, so it, is it is it um it's Kyoani, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. The same studio that did uh, K-On. Yes. And they primarily uh, have a female um, workforce. Yes. So, as I understand it, this was kind of um, uh, an exciting project for the <laughs> for the studio <laughs> because it was an opportunity to basically draw some fit boys to get wet. Yes. 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 I mean, good luck to them for, you know, they've been drawing K-On for like years and then, you know, they get to scratch that itch. Mm-hmm. I've only barely like gotten halfway through the first season. I mean, the, the seasons are really short too. There's three on, uh, the third one's ongoing right now, actually. Um, and I've only gotten halfway through the first season. I like the way they're kind of setting things up and I look forward to seeing how it pays off. And it's like I said, it's still early to really like say if I really like it or really don't like it, but at least in terms of the animation, I have been very impressed by what they've been able to do and how how they flesh out the actual sport. So I'm like, okay, because I again another this is another sport that I used to do growing up. So I'm like, okay, I appreciate this on a tech, more on a technical level and uh, you know you know in terms of both in the animation quality as well as the fact that I know what the sport about the sport that they were talking about and how it works. Um, and then rounding out the sports shows, um, Yuri on Ice is the other one. Um, and again, I think a lot of people have talked about how, again, how pretty that show is. And again, it's about, you know, men's figure skating, but I will say that in terms of, you know, a lot of people say like, okay, the, the animation during the skating sequences is really, really nice. And it is definitely great. But I would say even a lot of like the smaller moments in the story, there's still some like good animation happening on screen. So I'm, it's a totally twelve episode series, so I'm I'm almost finished it, but it's 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 sweet, it's nice. It's about a character that's going through self confidence issues, and I relate to that as a person. So I appreciate that kind of storytelling and trying to you know dig yourself out of that hole when you think you're not good enough. So those three are you know I would say for the time being, from watching until finishing, you know, solid thumbs up on each one. Um, I had a chance to watch a movie recently, which I've really enjoyed. Um, that is the uh, most recent Ardman film, Early Man, which is another, technically, t- if we're talking about sports, it's another, it's, this is a soccer sport. This is a football sport uh, film. And it's really super charming because I would expect nothing less from Ardman being extremely charming. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the opening sequence where you find out that the soccer ball, that the soccer ball to start all soccer balls was the meteor that hit the earth and killed the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a brilliant joke. I loved it. And then even like, like in, in the first like text crawls, like such and such BC somewhere in Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it all started here. Of course. But, um, <laughs> it was a good, it was a good watch. I really, um, I'm, I will have to find someone else who appreciates this to watch it with because I, and I think one of my, one or two people in my family, like we've, we've watched Chicken Run. We've watched Wallace and Gromit a few times. Just like, okay, we need to, I need to share this with more people because it's good. And then 
knock out, you know, next on my list is Shaun the Sheep because that's it, still, that's still next on my list to watch for Aardman. Oh, but yeah, yeah, this this is this is a good lead into that because there was a trailer for Shaun of the Sheep right before Early Man started. I'm like, man, yes, again, reminder that yes, this is something that I need to make sure I get on DVD as soon as possible. But um, yeah, that's a good time. And I will mention one quick game that I had a chance to play, um, and I'm still playing through it. But I do run to recommend it because this was a kickstarted game that um, only just recently came out. Um, on platforms, I think it's Xbox three. I think Xbox as well as PlayStation four recently, or it was last year, and then it came out on Steam just a, you know not not long ago. But it's called A Hat in Time, and it's a oh I've heard of that yeah yeah I'm sure you have because it's a um, kind of like a love letter to classic 3D platformers like um, Mario sixty four as well as um, Psychonauts and Banjo Kazooie. Sweet. And it's, if you like those kind of games, that's, at least from what I think, it's, it's a definite love letter. It's a little, it can be a little like, you know, depending on what level you do, it's like, oh, well, what am I doing this time? And you have to kind of piece it together. But it's, you know, from start to finish for each level that I've been playing so far, it's been a great time. So I would, and it has a f- uh, female protagonist, which I also appreciate, and also a female antagonist who for some reason has a mustache but that's kind of her defining character trait so yeah um it's definitely unique <laughs> in both design and structure but i'm i'm very eager to get farther in it and see where things go because it's 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 adorable but but is it better than croc legend of the gobbos <laughs> um i actually i mean, no, <laughs> Trust me, I know what you're talking about, and I did enjoy that game very much. And I would say, yeah, it's it's about equal level, if not... Like I said, I haven't finished it yet, so I can't say if it surpasses it, but I would say it's definitely on the same kind of enjoyment level. Yeah. As those, as those classic, cute, cute platformers that you would play, you play on the N64. Like, like I get some severe Banjo-Kazooie vibes from this game. Like, it, it's got a real kind of, like, I wouldn't say exactly tongue-in-cheek, but it doesn't take itself seriously. Like, there's this, literally, the first level is you have your character who's on their little spaceship trying to travel home, and then this, literally, out of nowhere, this guy, this big, buff, bald guy comes out of nowhere and is just, like, kind of knocking on the the window of the spaceship saying, hey, you have to pay a toll to get through here. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm in for that kind of time. A time that does not take itself too seriously. It's just very silly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's I, I, that's that's basically it for me. I, I think that probably did that for all of us. I think we've done. I we covered a lot of ground today. It's been mm-hmm. an awesome, awesome chat. I would say. Um, yeah. Thanks once again to the good people at Fantasia for letting us view some of those films. Um. And thank you to my lovely cohorts for joining me. Oh, it was awesome. I had, I had a blast. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to keep up with everything we're doing, you can find every previous episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on podcast.com. And also, um, I know Google have, have launched their new podcast app as well. And we're on there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's... Um, that's replaced like the Google Play Music or whatever store that 
we mm, tried to get on before. <laughs> but I know they've launched the new dedicated podcast app when I search for us and we're on there. So that's fine. <laughs> Good. Um, and if you want to keep up with everything on the website, uh, check out animationforadults.com for all the latest animation, news, reviews, and all other fun articles like that. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at AFO Blog. You can find us on Facebook, on Tumblr, on Pinterest, on Instagram. <laughs> and you can, if you would like to help us make even more awesome content, you can find us on patreon.com slash animation for adults. And you can become a patron and get lots of bonus content. Or you can make a one-off donation using by buying us a virtual coffee on Ko-Fi. Oh, and you can find me personally on Twitter at Mr. Crystal. Where can we find you, Dan? You can find me on Twitter at Hamu. And Rachel? I'm also on Twitter at Filthy Ninja. Okay, we will be back soon with another episode of the AFA Podcast. And we will see you then. Goodbye, everybody. See ya. Bye. Bye. Hold me like a friend. Kiss me like a friend. Say will never end Searching for the colors of the rainbow Melody never say goodbye I will be near Hold me like a friend Kiss me like a friend Say will never end Searching for the colors Whether your business is small or large, your ambitions for it are always big. And at Santander, so are ours. That's why we've been awarded Business Bank of the Year for four years running. Because no matter what size your business, we have dedicated local business relationship managers who will help you along the way. So with us in your corner, the sky's the limit. Visit santanderbusiness.co.uk to find out more. Here to help your business prosper. Santander. Business Money Facts Award 2015 to 2018.